Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for February 23rd of 2018. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. I'm Cameron Walsh from Sleepyville. <laughs> so, two in a week after two a month. Not bad. Well, this is this is what happens when, when stuff happens at the trade deadline and you just tweet me and say, get the fuck up, come on, we're doing a podcast. So that's exactly what's happened. Uh, big news in the Penguins world. Derek Broussard hypothetically traded. Hi, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hypothetically what? Exactly. So Cam is literally just woken up and he's like, don't tell me anything about it. So he's going to learn as we go through what the hell's happened during the day. Um, All right. So Pittsburgh managed to who'd they trade away for Broussard then? Well, first thing. This trade broke when I was at the Science Museum with my family and my phone battery was dying. <laughs> so, like, the whole day with this Broussard stuff has just been a shit show <laughs> logistically for me. And now <laughs> I wake him up uh, through a DM like, wake the fuck up, we're, we're doing a podcast. Because <laughs> uh, the family's out somewhere, dance class or something. So... Uh, things are working Squeezing it in. Yeah. Literally squeezing it in. Um, okay. So my understanding of what's happened so far today is that Jim Rutherford got uh, creative and clever and made a pretty good deal. And the, the original deal here is Derek Broussard to the Penguins. The Penguins will be giving up a first round pick this year. And And Daniel Sprong? No. They got out of it without doing that. Wow. Who do you think the, the prospect is? It's not a bad prospect, but uh, definitely one they can afford to, to, to move. I don't know. They're deep at goalie. Yep. One of the goalie prospects. Yeah, Gustafson. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. And well, Ian Cole. Right here right now, that's good. Ian Cole is also part of this. A what? Yep. Okay. But, you know. You're talking Derek Broussard. Uh, before I move on further, this is as good of the center lineup as they've had since Stahl left. Yeah. Assuming no, it, it's not, yeah, it gets consummated. It, yeah, assuming it actually gets done, yeah. So, But the Ian Cole part of this is what makes it interesting and why I think that it was denied so far. So Ottawa is going to be actually retaining 18% from what the earlier tweets were saying. However, I think Ian Cole going to Vegas, Vegas is going to eat some of that salary further. So, like, Broussard would be be about a $3 cap hit. Fuck. So, I think the holdup right now is, is this legal to where the Vegas Knights don't have to actually give up a player? They just eat money to get a player? But that's okay. So here's the thing: they've allowed. The one thing that I found really weird about this time of year, this season and last season, uh, uh, and it's, there's self-interest in this, are the TV shows complaining and the podcasts like us complaining that there's no action at the deadline because of the contract situation, the salary cap, no um, no trade clauses, all that sort of stuff. The fact that these three general managers have been creative enough to come up with a way to move money 
move retained salary around to actually make something like this happen, I don't know why the league's going to sit there and nix it. This is, as you like to put them, a no-fun league. This is ridiculous. No happiness. I don't get it. NHL. Yeah, I don't. I, I I don't get it. Oh, sorry, that's the NFL. That's right. I don't understand. Like that sounds like quite creative. I would never have thought of giving Brassard's retained salary to another team for them to be able to get Ian Cole. Um, I. That's just. It's disappointing. No, no, if that's it, the it, reason it's, they've. It's um. I know what the word, speculation at this point. Nobody really knows for sure why it was. Denied. In fact, it was only denied within the last hour. All oh, right. So at about six, seven thirty, my time. So <clears throat> right here. You know, I may be getting some of these details wrong, but I do believe it's the salary retention that's holding this up, and uh, it's expected to still go through. But Pittsburgh might be getting Broussard for around three million, and and got away with it with. Giving up a first-round pick, which I'm okay with at this point in time, nearing towards the end of the Crosby-Malkin era. And yeah. the parameters for that, it, it's not a rental. Correct. That's that's the big one. Like I think I said, what was it, three days ago that I didn't want to give up um, first-round draft picks willy-nilly? This isn't a willy-nilly. This isn't for a rental. Yeah, last, it's last June years, was so. willy-nilly. Uh, speaking of which, Correct. this deal shows just how dumb that deal was. The Reeves deal? Yeah, look at the value a first-round pick has. Yeah, I, I understand I that trading down those spots percentage-wise doesn't move the needle that much. I get that. But NHL GM's here first-round pick, and it still holds that cachet. Yeah, and you gave that up for a Reeves. I know, I know, I get it. So Broussard signed for this year and next year. And quite frankly, let's see, how old is Mr. Broussard? He's not a young pup anymore. But they only need him for those two. He's 30, but let's be honest, he's not going to make $5 million again. No, that's true. You could sign him for okay. another two years after that if he's effective. So this, this, one, this comes down to the uh, production curve of the superstars. Now... Neither of the neither of the three forwards are producing like they they used to. Yeah. But in this, I don't know, man. This, Gino's in this triplet though. Together, they don't have to carry the load every game on their own. Not at Broussard. They there. used to. Jeez, I mean, he's a clever playmaking guy that can and it can keep Kessel separated, and it's that. Yeah, and that's sort of my thing. So. In the back of my head, I'm wary of of um, uh, re-signing Brassard beyond the end of this particular contract. Yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. If, when we get to it, that's exactly right. But if you look at it in regards to the window with these superstars, and I haven't included Latang in this. Latang is included in that little um, quartet of, of important players on the roster. Then... You can really push this window out. Maybe not for a team that's going to be, you know, cup competitive every year, although the last two plus this one they have been. You can really push them out and really probably recoup some money back for the club just making playoff runs when really the fans would be like, 
you don't really expect to make the playoffs. You know, Sid and Gino are 36 and 37. We shouldn't be making it. But we're going to go to the playoffs because they just might catch fire. This will be where they make their money back on those contracts. Yeah, I mean, it's a great deal, I think. Can't believe it got nixed. Well, it, it's not <laughs> dead, so. But it, it really brings up, like, the Chris Pronger bullshit. Pavel Datsuk, David Clarkson, Nathan Horton. Like, well, why is this an issue? Well, it can't be because it's Pittsburgh, because you remember Pittsburgh are the NHL's favorite team, so it won't be because of that. So I don't, I don't get it. Okay, so my question is: say this gets, say this gets consummated the way it currently stands, are they going to make a move for a different D-man? Because Matt Hunwick, I don't like him as a, as a sixth defenseman with Alexiak at all. Honestly, I would keep looking to move Hunwick's crappy contract. And for the meantime, just put Chad Ruedel with Alexiak. See, for me, that's that shows you how egregious that error was. That Chad Ruedel is the preference in the in between those two. Well, yeah. And I, and and you look at the way the team's loaded up down the middle. Theoretically, your third pairing defenseman. It shouldn't be the deciding factor between you, yes or no, making, you know, a really deep run at the cup, but they still have to play 15 minutes. I think for you to get the best out of your, your best players, you don't want them running on empty come, you know, Eastern Conference final time. So you got to play them 15 minutes. And do you feel com- comfortable playing either Hunwick or Ruri or two of them together if someone gets injured? Um, for that amount of time, I don't. I don't know. What were the pairings last year? Mata Daly was a mess. Ron Hainsey Dumoulin yeah. was a mess. It was Colin. Was it Ruedel? I think so. The forwards are even better right. this year, and there's Chris Letang's involved. All right. So here's here's the risk of here's the risk of last year's team making this management staff thinking you can do it without a decent decor. It's a one-off, you know, one in a many years. I, I think if they go in and go, oh, we're stacked up front and we don't really need to worry too much about what goes on on the back end, I reckon it'll bite them on the ass. But I hope I'm wrong. I usually am with this stuff, though. Um. Yeah, but I if they're they're a better possession team this year than they were last year. By a mile. The forwards are way better if if they do the right thing, which I tweeted out potential lines with Broussard, um, Sherry Crosby, Sprung, or Rust, Haglin, Malkin, Hornquist, Gensel, Broussard, Kessel. Uh, Aston Reese, Sheehan, Ruster Sprong. There's no dead weight. There's not one. There's not one. Yeah, I was about to say, there's not one piece of dead wood on that lineup at all. That's. That's really good. That would be exciting. That would be really fun to watch, though. Every line could is a really good um, potential to score. 
with that kind of a lineup. That reminds me of like the '93 Penguins, and I know that ended up in disaster, but yeah, well, that's the sort of yeah. Side... Murray's not Tom fucking Barrasso, fucking bum. <sighs> no, this is very true. Um, so yeah, for me, that's a big one. That that would be great if they could do that. Um, it comes down to comfort level, though. I have a feeling that there are certain things that Sprong does or doesn't do that, that makes um, Sullivan uncomfortable. Oh, I'm just painting the uh, potential picture of logic. No, absolutely. Dude, the, the logic behind it is great, but there are obviously things there that Sprong does that makes him uncomfortable, and I just think it sucks that he's not getting a chance to play it out. Because did you even mention Simone then? No, he'd be my extra. He'd be the extra. Jeez, it's a skilled lineup, isn't it? Gives you a slight wiggle room for injury. It's um, it's a bit of a change from um, Sid and Gino's prime years when it was uh, not skill all the way down the lineup. Oh, and uh, Vegas just put James Neal on IR. He's eligible to come on off it on Monday. And that puts him at 22 players, which means they have an extra roster spot. Hmm. <laughs> so, I'll be re- it'll be fascinating to hear the Vegas Golden Penguins. <laughs> it will be fa- I, I could still I could still face off in the Stanley Cup yet. Um it will be fascinating to find out why it got rejected. Why it's it got to be the retention I'll... stuff technicalities. Well, you is it just the retention stuff technicalities or was it also the fact that Neil hadn't gone to IR yet? Whatever the thing is, every, like the Bob McKenzie's and Pierre Lebrun's of the world have used the word complicated many times, which has led to some right. funny botteral jokes. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I've d- explained. Well, he's gone, so they can't figure it out. <laughs> so, okay. That's a very good point. <clears throat> That's not what Very this good is, point. but I thought it was still... No, 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 no. Good humor's That's good humor. Um, oh, wow. Well, okay. Now I'm going to have to keep looking at my phone for the rest of the... Oh, hang on, what's the time? They'll keep working on it, won't they, overnight? They can't really... They don't have the time to let it sit, do they? Oh, good grief. This is nuts. So anything else happened while I was asleep? Uh, uh, I don't know. We've had a busy day. Well, that's good work, us. Good work, Pittsburgh, for doing something. Yeah, I mean, I was... uh, Didn't know how the salary was going to work. With Broussard, but drawing in a third team and one that has money to burn and willing to uh, take a rental on because they've done way better. Like, we thought we were going to get, like, a third-line center from Vegas because they weren't going to be good and they'd be willing to maybe move one and (laughs) laughably thought maybe William Carlson before he kind of did what he was doing. (laughs) Before he went nuts. You know what I mean? But it's actually come full circle to where... They were involved, taking Ian Cole, who who's had a nice year. It, I, I still find that patch where he was sat bizarre. Stupid. It was just dumb. 
And that was uh, at a time when they needed to, to play well. Mm. This is just, um, this is really cool. Like, I hope it. Another three way trade involving Ottawa. <laughs> oh, you want to know what I got to say about Ottawa? Other than, well, I guess it applies to the whole. Like, what the fuck are they thinking? Because they they go in for Matt Duchesne and then blow it up. Yeah, uh, and they traded away a player in tourists that wanted to be there. You know, tourists didn't want to go. No. So. Godspeed to you, I, I, Kyle. <laughs> You're out. Uh, yeah, uh, he's out and he's in a, at a great spot. Yeah, you, you're exactly right. There, obviously, something happened from something happened from the Duchesne trade to try and turn their season around. I bet I can figure it out. What is it? Um, hold on. I got to get it to load. <laughs> the nine one two even strength save percentage they have. That is 30th in the league. Yeah. There you go. If they're league average, does any of this happen? Probably probably not. <laughs> this is how but stupid I, all I of just, this is. I, I have a feeling they're struggling with um, season ticket sales as well. And why would you want to re-up on a team that's literally just traded everything away? Well, also... Um, They have a similar situation to Arizona. The rink's kind of not near the metropolis area. Yeah, but Melnick's not going to fork out the money to do it. And I well, no, but I'm saying city. it's a pain in the ass to get there. Yeah. So that's you have this idiot running the team, and it's a pain in the ass to get there. Of course, you're not selling. Because I've heard, I've read, well, I say I've heard, I've read stuff saying that they that they consider moving it more to a more um, friendly spot in the city of Ottawa. But I can never, no. I never actually understand where that's going to be or how that's going to happen. And Melnick's such a, a cheap ass that there's no way he'd do it without public funds. And with what's going on in Calgary, they shouldn't be using public funds to build an arena so no, I can't nobody see should happens. no really no it comes from a penguins fan knowing full well how pittsburgh got their new arena it's crazy yeah even rumors about ryan reeves going to vegas but i don't trust the source so Oh, well, it's a guy that, that Yost nice. clowned a few years ago. Yeah, he's the only one on it, so whatever. <laughs> Murphy's Law, they say. Yeah. Look, Intense. <laughs> oh, good grief! All right, well that's that's cool. Right, is there anything? Is there anything else we want to discuss? That's you know Penguins trade related, wise? whatever, whatever. Pittsburgh wise. Oh yeah, anything. 
Um, no, I just um, I I like that they didn't go and waste resources on Grabner. Well, yeah, like he's the big difference between the Grabner and Brassard thing is the extra length of term. That's great. I mean, and cost to acquire, but here's the deal. Haglin is a better player than Grabner. He's just, their shooting percentages are flopped. Yeah. And I know goals matter, obviously, but when a guy's shooting way above his career and he's only got, like, he's got, what, 27, 28 goals and only six assists? I don't like... He has... I, if, I don't like... If you take away his empty netters, though, his shooting percentage is still 15.5%. His career average is like 14-something. So his 18 goals he's scored that aren't empty netters are normal shooting percentages. He's, he's, so the question you've got to ask is, are you going to put him out there when empty netters are needed? Probably, because of how quick he is. And you're going to get 18 other goals... From him, just normally. So he, he doesn't drive plays a negative relative. No. His, his expected goals for is not great. And um, I just didn't think the Penguins needed him. I just laid out a, no, they don't. a roster. Absolutely they didn't. That looks really good. And No, no, you're right. They, they went for the right asset for what they need as a team. But for the Devils, I think that the Devils got something that they can do with. I don't think they probably should have done it I, they're that close to falling out of the playoffs as much as they are being in it because excuse me because of how tight those five spots are in the metro um, to give up a first for a team that you know is still a couple of years away from being serious it's typical Shero though that's how he works well I don't think they should be in the rental business to be honest I understand they want to appease Taylor Hall having a heart caliber season and Corey Schneider probably deserves better than he's had. But at the same time, well, like, yeah. you're not going anywhere. You make that move yesterday. Pittsburgh makes their move today. Where, where are you going? Well, the, the, way, the way they're trending the Devils, they're probably going to have to be the... Oh, no, they, well, they might be the first crossover to have to play Tampa. Or, I think, if I want to go to Micah's site, <laughs> you know who their other opponent might be? Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. what are we doing here? I, no, I have no idea. I, I just... I, Gambling on a high uh, percentage shooter like that—that's not giving you much else. It, it, I don't know. It feels like a typical. Feels like a typical Shiro move, though, doesn't it? Yeah. So Washington is 15%, Pittsburgh is 14% for New Jersey. Oh, and guess who the third one is? You you had it. It's Tampa. Tampa, yeah. Oh, Tampa. Yeah. Washington, Pittsburgh, or Tampa. And you're trading futures for uh, 
for a rental, just save them. You're having a nice year. You did, you weren't expecting to do anything anyways. He, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as much as he probably should, but he doesn't. Shero sticks with what he knows, though, in regards to how he runs a team. This isn't Vegas, who have seriously blown away expectation because it's not a fraud. Their expected goals and, and possession are in the Pretty in the rough, top third. Yeah. And while long term, you know, it kind of throws a wrench in their plans of not selling off some of the parts, but um, they've kind of passed that point of no return. Kind kind of passed it, you reckon? Yeah. Um, and they're going to add Ian Cole, who's pretty good for them. Just fills them out with some depth. It's, you know, depth's important, I've worked out. So I um, didn't think the Devils should have been buyers this year, even with um, the nice surprise year they've had. They need to change this playoff format. NBA is. I know we harp on it. This, Did you see that? It's like, I, yeah, I've not heard of the NBA thinking about changing it at all, right? I've not. Obviously, I don't follow the NBA, so I don't have a lot of NBA stuff pop up in my Twitter feed or, or anything like that. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to change our playoff format. It's like, sorry, you what? Yeah, definitely get Riley Sheehan down under that fourth line and get Carter any other. Sorry, I'm just watching the start of the Penguins Carolina game while we do this. Yeah, I forgot there's even a game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Stalls uh, not even in it. What? He's out for family. Oh, personal reason. Oh, he he's getting man. traded to Pittsburgh too. Yeah, okay. Jeez, that's deep. It's a deep lineup. Sorry, Riley. You're going to be the other part going the other way. <laughs> oh, good grief. Oh, that's just, that's, um, that's pretty cool. It's It's been a weird year this year with Pittsburgh. Yes, a lot of variance with the saves and shooting percentages, uh, gradually climbing in possession. Uh, overall, um, they've done a nice job tracking the right way. Yeah. Well, like you sort of said, from the point I started panicking, their possession numbers are good. They they are, you know, they were doing everything right. They just weren't getting the reward. And you said, too much talent on the roster for them not to get rewarded for it. And that's pretty much how it's panned out. The possessions stayed where you want it to be and their shooting percentages have got back to their averages. So, um, it helps. <laughs> yeah. And they were in danger with how things were going and the, the January and so far February they've had has been, I, I don't know how else to put it. It's been great. Yeah. It's been fantastic. It's been really, really good. Um, so that is the Broussard stuff. And 
elsewhere, kind of hockey-related. MIT has their Sloan Sports Conference going on, and I was reading some interesting stuff throughout the day. And um, Neil Greenberg, who writes for the Washington Post, sat in on a conference, a hockey analytics panel, and they were talking about data tracking, because Gary Bettman said it, it probably will be ready by next year's playoffs. But Neil's like, players don't like the negative data. Two, fear of telling coach slash front office that data disagrees with their sentiment. Three, scouts' job security feels threatened. And for all of those, I say, too fucking bad. Um, I like... I, what worries me about that is that scouts need to get on board with it. Scouts need to be smarter about what they do and how they do it. And that's not that's not removing the eye test. That's being smarter with your time so you can use your eye test more often on the players you want to or need to. This flying or driving rink to rink to see a player that you heard something about and have no footage of, um, it's just, yeah, it's just stupid. If you can do it, it's, it'll be cheaper to do have scouts, do it from home. I still think they should go. The, no, no, that you go, but you do all the groundwork prior. Then you go and see the tape. Then you go and see the player live for five or six games in a row. And, and you only target the areas that you, that you want and you need. You, you're never, ever going to get rid of the eye test, ever. And nor should you. You need to see that stuff. You need to see how that player interacts with their teammates and all of those sorts of things. But you use the data to narrow your narrow your filters down. Or ask more questions. Why does the data look like this? What can I see that's causing this to happen? Yeah. Never once on this podcast have we ever said that the data is going to replace humans and the eye test and that human element of it. And those that are... Uh, scared that that's going to happen just shows you how much of a of a or shows you how little they value their own skill sets so what's the point of having those sort of people around oh yeah the <laughs> i would say overall the current scouts the older ones their comfort level comfort zone of being useful is gone yeah it, it just every time i hear a comment like that i legitimately think of that scene in moneyball where they're around the table talking about players and stuff. And oh, that is it, I, that is exactly what's happening. You got you got a glimpse into the Bruins draft board thingy. I still feel like that's just a that's just a piss take, but it's not. Like that's the yeah, it's still happening. Unreal. Because obviously it is. Because the same dumb asshole. Got Connor McDavid and he's fucking that up. <laughs> but um, it does make you wonder how people can keep their players jobs don't like negative data. Okay, I have a suggestion: play better. <laughs> Just win, the baby. Data Just is win. not being pulled. Like it's being objectively pulled. Just information about what's think, actually happened. You see, the thing that 
I, I've heard, I've read that they're worried about is more the the player the, the the player tracking stuff in regards to the biometrics gear. That's the stuff that I know that they're against, and I kind of understand that because they're worried that uh, teams won't want to re-sign them for X amount of years because of injuries that might happen, but might not. Um, because the data will only be start being tracked now. They might have always had that, that slight imbalance in their body since they were kids. So what's to say that the body part that's you know under stress is going to fall apart when they're 32 as opposed to when they were 22? So there are there are legitimate legitimate biometric tracking things that I can understand the players aren't don't want to. I don't be a part I don't of. need biometrics. I want to know the average distance on gap control and shit like that. That's fine, but that's that's not the stuff that I think that they're worried about. I think they're legitimately worried about the other stuff that they're apparently going to be able to track with all. Yeah, of this. I think that's definitely a personal uh, privacy invasion. Yeah. I, I would listen to that argument. That's the stuff that I've read that they're not happy with. All like you said, the gap control and and the speed of skating backwards compared to all that sort of stuff. Yeah, get that, track that, and. And make sure none of that gets public. I think that would be no. That would I be want fine. that public. I know you want it. Well, why I'm can't I? I'm just it trying be? to work out how it. I don't know. I'm just trying to find a way to get it to begin with, and then see what happens. The players cave every time anyway. I think the biometric stuff should that shouldn't be public. No. But. You know, James Wisniewski came out the other day and was saying stuff like that. And I'm just like, no, no. I, I, I was talking about uh, the, he didn't mention biometrics, but I'm just like, no, tough shit. Yeah. I'm so sick of everything being I... geared towards the, the, the fading player. Same with the free agency system. Hey, we, it's... It's the way it works. It's a hierarchy system, not according to skill, but according to years served. So until somebody in the Players Association has a really big oh, I, they got two, change. They got two voices coming up in the lockout. Yeah. If, if Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid wanted to, you know, drop the hammer really down. Really change the sport. And yep, they could. I think that's a good two to start. Well, they're two that can do it. Absolutely, they are. And they should. Shouldn't be restricted free agency at all. <clears throat> like, both of those players are going to change the way the game is on the ice. It would be a big legacy thing to be able to say we also changed the game for the better for younger players. Which would, which would ultimately mean all players Correct. past the current batch. Yeah, because that's the problem you've got. You've got like a cutoff. I don't know. It's an arbitrary age. You've got like a cutoff of like age twenty-seven, where you know scoring curves and everything. You're on the downhill slide by then, and that's when you start to get your payday. So, you know, with, with just the basic data like that that we're able to accumulate that thought process from, the younger guys should be able to to go for it. And if you can't hold out your longevity. Then you can get paid, not the other way around. Like Matt Barzell should be getting paid. Correct. But he won't. 
I think that's there. Like I, I, I get very uh, negative towards teams that sign a guy at thirty-one for six years for five million dollars, right? Where there comes a point where some of these general managers, I honestly think, go, he deserves the money because of the career he's had, not this is going to benefit us moving forward at times. And I think that is just one of the dumbest thought processes going around. It absolutely baffles me that that's the way they think. So they kind of, you know, cut off their face to spite their nose or whatever the goddamn saying is. Either way, it's not great. So it's just that kind of stuff that's bothersome. I suppose. Yeah. Sorry, I am now legitimately distracted by Carolina and Pittsburgh. Geez, they skate well, both these teams. Yeah, Reeves isn't in the lineup. Hunwick is, though. Oh, Gino. Magic. <laughs> um, yeah, well done for actually getting me up to do this. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got a house party in six hours, so I had to start getting organized for that anyway. So. Oh, did Gino score? No, he just skated down the ice, tapping the puck in the air with traffic. Just looked great. <laughs> Somebody just did. Oh, really? I'm I'm behind. I I went back and started watching it from the start of the period. So. Sorry. Oh, you're right. Probably the NHL service. Spoil- S- Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Just cancel. Oh, cool. If, if there's nothing else, we probably should wrap this up rather than dragging it out for people. I know they love listening to us, but, you know. Yeah. Um, or you could talk about your weird taste for chocolate. No. There is something <laughs> wrong with American milk chocolate. <laughs> fucking Something you you fucking yoast wannabe <laughs> no 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 i love m&ms give me american m&ms though and they're fucked there is something wrong with your goddamn you put something weird in your goddamn milk chocolate yeah milk no i don't reckon you put milk in you might must put in fucking something else goddamn milk-based products or something Ma- i don't math. know what the hell it's not good either way, but I don't need to yoast this up. <laughs> Fine. Go have your whatever. <laughs> um, I'll try to uh, be back shortly after the trade deadline. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with the Broussard stuff because um, it's an interesting thing. Who knows? It could get done tonight after... We post it, but I think we, you know, we covered off on the major uh, talking points uh, once it does go through. So, does it? Yeah, yeah. I'll worry about that when we get to it. That's uh, pretty cool. Hopefully, hopefully it, it works out, and hopefully, Brassad fits in. Oh, hopefully I don't, I don't really worry about that. Um, he's, he's, he's gonna fit right in. All right. Well, Shattenkirk didn't fit in in Washington, but that might be a Washington thing more so than a Shattenkirk thing. Uh, I think he played just fine there. Not according to Trotsy, but yeah, I know what you're saying. So, well, okay. 
Uh, HockeyHurts.com. Patreon.com slash HockeyHurts. At Walshy66, at Hockey underscore Hurts, at, at Gunner Stahl. Uh, Facebook. Uh, show us um, some love, some likes. And iTunes. Not only, you know, click on the star. Take, you know, 20 seconds and come up with something clever. Yeah, come on. Something clever, guys. I like it. So... To the asshole bitching about the audio quality, how is it now? <laughs> and here's the other reason why I want some more reviews. I want to hear your reactions to these reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, hope, I hope the podcast does sound better. We finally figured out a way to do it because uh, we're not really professionals at this. And either of us, uh, I know, believe it or not, don't exactly, uh, we don't do much prep. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a giveaway on that occasionally. Um, alrighty, which I cool, which cool. I think keeps this authentic. Uh, you, we're not rehashing what other people have said because we don't usually play. Shit, shit man, you woke up and came out not even knowing anything. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I thought that was good. So you can make the argument that there are other podcasts who do that every day, but don't matter. Yeah, yeah, well, so. Okay, so you got a house party. I do. I got a date with Zelda. Well, that's a good date. Yeah, I beat the game already, but I didn't do enough. I'm doing all like the side quests now. Oh, I go. I, I do love that ability to do that. And I think when you hit pause, it's got a little number in the corner, and um, it says 18%. Man, and if I'm only 18% done with this game, holy shit. <laughs> Jeez, that's good if that's the that's good longevity for a game though isn't it that's fantastic it's just one game of the year and it was real shoo-in to be honest yeah okay so um and then i got a fish cover band thing tomorrow so that closes I'm off, off my see... vacation week uh i'm off to see black panther tomorrow i'd rather go see steel panther what? <laughs> it's a cheesy um, 80s hair metal band that plays now. And oh, right the yeah. lyrics to their songs are, let's just say, provocative. <laughs> right. If you're going to go for provocative lyrics, there's a band I recommend you find on Spotify called Pornland. They're fucking hilarious. This is along the same uh, vein as that. Um, Steel Panther. So, but, but my brother-in-law saw Black Panther. They said it was really good. So, yeah. Well, that's what we're doing. We're doing the whole go have a gander at it tomorrow and see if we can be. Uh... You know, there were like when it came out the first week, there were three bad reviews for it. All three came from my country. There were what? Three bad reviews for it on. Rotten yeah, they Tomatoes. were all from Australia. And all from Australia. Is there something I'm missing? Yeah, we're a very racist country. I think. I think the Black Panthers from there, Rochester. Right? Really? Jesus Christ, man! All good things come out of Rochester. Yeah, yeah. Podcasts, other things. Other things. Photography, <laughs> hockey, play. namely. <laughs> Let me see. Who is this guy? 
All right, I want to get this thing posted up. Let's get going. Right. I want to get this up. All right. No, um, no. Thank you very much. We'll see you guys next time. See ya.